Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Unfortunately, it's not going to be easy, you know, for a rookie first game. I had to take a lot of reps with the first team. In fact, I don't think he's called a play, one of our plays in the huddle since training camp. So uh, it will not be easy for him. Uh, it's his job to be prepared uh, mentally, uh, make sure he goes through the right progressions, handles himself in protections, uh, gets the ball deep to James Robinson when he hands it off, uh, and does things right, what he's been taught uh, this whole process. He can hand the ball off, Brent. Wait a minute. We're going to the playoffs, baby. Wait a minute. minute. This guy can hand the ball off. He was saying, make sure you don't fumble the handoff. That's all he was saying. Yeah, when we bring up handoffs. Hold up. In the in the check the box process of playing the QB on Sunday, this guy's an elite handle offer. He's an elite hand handle offer here. Gotta (laughs) hand it off deep. Man. Playoffs? Well, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm excited now. Hey, Kyle Murray, hit the road. I got, I'm rolling Jake Luton in fantasy. Here's, I'll just read you a little bit. Twice for a handoff. How many like, points do you get for a, for a fantastic handoff? There were so many sound bites today on from Gruden. Obviously, he was asked about Luton a lot. Yeah. And he said, unfortunately, it's not going to be easy for a rookie. First game, hadn't taken a lot of reps with the first team. In fact, I don't think he's called one of our plays in the huddle since training camp. I like that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's, it's how you, yeah. Go and throw him in there. <laughs> Go and throw I mean, him right in. Should I repeat that? Yeah. They're starting. This is part of it. Like, it's not going to be easy for a rookie. Never is, right? First game. Never is easy for anybody first game. <laughs> hadn't taken a lot of reps with the first team. That's a little bit of a, I mean, hopefully, yeah. See, I always think when you haven't taken reps with the first team, sometimes it's even better because everybody's better on the first team. So maybe they can help elevate you, too. You saw that with Minshew, right? obviously, in preseason last year. And then he says, in fact, I don't think he's called one of our plays in the huddles in training camp. Hmm. You know, here's what's here's a fascinating dynamic. Okay, and I'm not picking on Luton. I, I don't even know the guy, and he might do well. <laughs> uh, but this, I, I, I don't know if he would have been the starter if Minshew was healthy. I don't think he would have been. I don't think they were about to bench Minshew. I don't think so. You're not combining those rumors. Yeah, I mean, that. some people will say that they were, they could have done that as one of the crazy things. I don't think so because here's what happens. If if you're Doug Marone and you came in that day, which I applaud Doug Marone's attitude in this whole thing right now, his temperament, everything. I, I've said that and I'll continue to say it. Um, and then we'll probably hammer him for some of the things going on as well. I mean, it's just the way it is right now. But if you're Doug Marone and last Tuesday, so more than, a little more than a week ago, you said, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to do some crazy bleep. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you're going to bring in the quarterback to play in this football game that hasn't called a play in the huddle since training camp two months ago, which, by the way, you hadn't abbreviated everything anyway Mm -hmm. because you couldn't have preseason games. You didn't have spring OTAs. So these guys are already behind the young guys, especially at the quarterback level. How does that allow you to do some crazy stuff? Mm -hmm. You're going to be vanilla. Like, they're going to be – there's – I bet – you know who's going to suffer in this move? 
I would think. Yeah. Guy like LaVisca Chenault. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you use him out of the Wildcat even more. Well, maybe you use him at the Wildcat. But so some of on. these other things, like with stuff in motion and some of the offense, the complexities that you could add to the offense, you're not going to have that. Yeah. I don't think. Now, maybe I'll be wrong. Listen. I don't know. Maybe how complex is that? But I'm just thinking this is going to be a watered down offense. Forget crazy stuff. Yeah. This is going to be like fourth preseason game stuff. Possibly. But at the same time, and I don't know who I'm becoming on this show. I'm becoming you, and I don't like it. I don't like saying, well, hey, let's look at it from this side real quick. Let's smile, guys. It's going to be okay. Like, I, I don't like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to that like guy. That guy's fun. Yeah. But I, I was uh, that guy for a long time. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I was, I'm not trying to be fake on that yeah. guy. I'm just trying to be real here. I but don't listen, get this. But you, you know how I feel about the situation, though, right? Sometimes when you have vanilla ice cream, yeah, it's kind of bland. But sometimes when you have Neapolitan ice cream, vanilla is the best flavor. Sometimes you want vanilla. Well, there's no doubt the best flavor. There, and, yeah. and you know how I feel, Brent? How do you win football games? You run the football, you stop the run. Now, stopping the run is going to be difficult. David Johnson, <laughs> over on him, whatever the, 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 the prop bet is on that one. Let's go over more, more than likely. But I'm saying if you can have James Robinson run the bot, tote the pill, and uh, slow the game down a little bit, well, now maybe that gives you a chance to win games. Like, yeah, I don't think Luton's necessarily going to have the best day in terms of um, yardage and in terms of quarterback rating. But you never know, man. These Jaguars might just pull it out with little James Robinson. <laughs> well, it could be. It's a heavy day, James Robinson's day. But don't you think Houston knows that as well? And I don't think the last time against Houston, I don't think Robinson did that much. Now, they didn't give it to they him didn't a lot. They didn't give it to him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's going to be, be a little stacking the mouse. box, right? You've got to stack the box against oh, Luton. I'm, I'm blitzing every single play, Brad. I'm, I mean, I'm literally saying, hey, Jake Luton, go beat us, and good luck to you. Like, that's what I'm going to do if I'm a defensive coordinator. Absolutely. Especially a guy who's not mobile either. Like, do you know how, like, from J.J. Watt's perspective, right, from the defensive line right now of the Houston Texans, they're licking their chops because they know that they have a, a first-year quarterback who has literally zero experience, who hasn't even called the play because I guess it's getting reported, or Jay Gruen saying that, hey, by the way, why would you say that in the media, though? Because now Houston hears that. So that doesn't help things either. But my point is, Houston hears all this stuff, and what do they know about him? He's not that mobile. He's a pocket guy. I'm throwing every single twist. I'm throwing every single game on that defensive line, and I'm saying, guys, let's pin those ears back, and let's go eat because it's hunting season now. And that's what you, you might see with the Houston defensive line on Sunday. Yeah, I I think you might. Um, listen, Doug Marone said it today. <laughs> and I, I'm like in conspiracy theory mode on this whole tankathon thing, right? Sure. So everything I hear now, I get like a red flag. <laughs> and, Hypersensitive. Yeah, and it was like, uh, y- you know, whereas I'm trying to find it. I'm looking at the thing right now, but I'm never going to find it uh, quick enough. Um but he basically said, hey, you know, Houston might blitz and really bring it to him. They yeah. might really come after him. Mm-hmm. Or they might do this. And I, I like, was just sitting there. I'm like, is he telling them to do that? <laughs> like, is yeah. he telling them? Like, here's, here's what I would do if you were playing Jake Luton. Like, that's where just, I'm at. Just setting him the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? I don't. Oh, Brent, I'll tell you what, man. Can we just have Tom Coffin come back and talk about Logan Cook again? <laughs> <laughs> Those days were so more, they, they, they were so simple and just, you know what? Yeah, he's a good punter. Let's get hyped up about it. Like everything was so easier back then. I, I, you, I will. I've been so wrong at times about this team, mostly because I'm, I've been in the sunshine and rainbows uh, uh, mode. Yeah. And 
try to be like thinking the positive ways of how this could work or what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Maybe they do. And everybody else is wrong type of thing. I don't know. Now I'm just like not right now in that mode. Uh, and so this Sunday, I'm sure I'll be surprised. Yeah, and, yeah. and all these things will happen. Like, yeah, yeah they're going to come out, play lights. I, like, I just this isn't even one of those times where, yeah, Mitchie wasn't playing good. But it wasn't the chance. You know how like what happens sometimes when you take a quarterback out and say with the Foles effect, right? Trubisky was struggling and there was always that narrative anyway. And then they put Foles in and Foles listen, he hasn't been very good, but they're like, thank God Foles is in and not Trubisky. Trubisky correct. Well, this that's not this. Like that you don't even get that kind of bump. Nobody in the locker room is saying, Thank gosh, Jake Luton's in. Nobody's saying that. Like, that's not even what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you change quarterbacks, you kind of want that. Like, you want, like, oh, thank gosh, I got Blake Bortles out of there. Yeah. I don't care if they were putting uh, Kessler in but, or not, no, but, but Bortles they, was a mess. I, I see what you're saying, but let's be fair here. What has the body language on the field told us about this wide receiving group? It, yeah, They've been super frustrated. They have. Especially DJ Chark. I mean, it's been evident that he has not been happy, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the quarterback play, but DJ Chark is frustrated right now. Maybe you inject a little bit of life. Maybe you go with a new guy that nobody knows about where it's like, hey, you know what? Let's see what the kids got. Like, maybe that's a spark. And once again, I don't like being the Sunshine and Rainbows guy right now, um, but I just feel like I'm like Richard Gere and an officer and gentleman. I have nowhere else to go right now because I've been down in the dumps the past four or five weeks. It's a reflection of my videos that I record for my three observations. I just, I want to believe in something. I, I want to have hope for once. And that's what I'm doing with Jake Luton. Jake Luton right now is the beacon of hope for me. <laughs> Can All you right. say gluten again? No, 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 no. It's my accent. No, I said, I said loon. I said loon. Okay, I said loon. <laughs> but with that being said, he's the beacon of hope. Okay, and if he pulls a, a one out of his, you know what, and beats the Texans, I'm getting t-shirts. I'm making t-shirts for everybody. Yeah, and we're gonna have a lot of ticked off people in Jacksonville. And it's gonna say loon over gluten. That's what it's gonna say: loon and then the arrow, then gluten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ride with uh, Jake Luton. Uh, the Here's the, I'm going to give you this, okay, if I'm the Jags down there. Again, I'm talking from a, I'm trying to figure out what they're going for here without being too much of a conspiracy theorist and knowing that everybody's listening to the show wants them to lose anyway because you want to be one in 15. Sure. Like most, I mean, if we polled everybody, it wouldn't be Biden Trump close, okay? Yeah. It, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> that, that could be a recount. No, yeah. no recounts. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the mail in ballots, okay? <laughs> this one's over. And so, I don't even think people are rooting for Luton to do well, like around here. Probably some of not. Them, which is not the way to do it, but also that's not the way they're doing it down there. I, I would hope not. I don't think they're trying for the young man to do poorly. They hope he's what you're saying, this boomer bust guy, and boom, there it is. Holy cats, look at this guy, right? Yeah. I will say this. I think that here's where you could get a little bump. All of a sudden, guys that haven't been playing as well as they should have been, that offensive line who I think has been reeling a little bit, mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Chark, who, who can complain all he wants, and I love DJ, but he also has missed some plays when he had the opportunity the he's last had couple some drops, weeks. But he's also had some bad throws he's to him as well. Absolutely, but yeah. it's hard to it's complain both, if you're missing some. It's both ways, okay. In my opinion, and especially if you're the guy. So I wonder if those guys button up their game so much so because 
They're like, hey, we got to help this kid out. Yeah. Right? A lot of times you'd be like, Minshew, okay, Minshew's going to do it. Minshew's going to do it. We believe in Minshew so much that that guy will elevate us. Well, that's not their this belief in Jake Luton. Mm-hmm. So now the offensive linemen better be on their P's and Q's, as they say, and they better block everything, and they got to really be attentive to detail, all those things. Now your receivers, more attention to detail. You get Tyler Eifert back. You're rested anyway. So maybe their quality of play, because I do think this offense – if the QB is playing well, has ability to score. I've said that all year. They've been in a funk the last few weeks, but they have the ability to score. So maybe this offense plays some of its better football, saying we need to rally around the young guy. See, I think that's it. I don't think this is boom or bust, Jake Luton, like yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. I don't think that that exists. I think the Jags got a little fortunate with, with Gardner Minshew's boom or bust potential last year. I just don't. Six-round picks don't come and do that. There's Tanner Lee, you know. Yeah. There's Brandon Allen, you know. I mean, those well, guys didn't do it. No, no, I hear what you're saying here, but let's be honest. With this defense right now, the way that it's giving up points, um, and, you know, so what's wrong with the special team is like, to me, Luton has to be boomer bust, though. Like, he either has to be the guy and lead this team, or, because to, to me, like, I guess, like, middle of the road isn't going to cut it. Now, I understand, maybe the play around him is elevated, but I just think that if Minshew can't get it done with the talent that he has around him, what makes you think Luton can get it done with just average quarterback play? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he has to be that kind of boom guy. Yeah, he has to play well. I don't know if they're going to put him in a position to be boom guy. You sure. know, they're not going to sit there and say, hey, throw it 38 times. Mm. Like, you want to do over-under? <laughs> What's the over-under on how many times this Attempts? guy throws the football on, on Sunday? Uh, I'd say 25. Well, oh, yeah, but that's like nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Actually, that's a great number, okay? Yeah. Because keep in mind what Minshew did in the first game against Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. 19 of 20. Yep. So if you can have 20, never, you can't go even number, okay? You got to be like 24 and a half or 25 and a half or whatever it is. But can you go 20? Oh, I got you. Because then it's going to play. Man, a, we don't want can pushes. Be a push. Okay, okay, okay. We want a winner and a loser. You're going to be 24 and a half? No, I'll, I'll go over all day on 24 and a half. Oh, okay. I think it's hard to play an NFL game without throwing that many times. But the point is, so I'll take the over on 24 and a half. Okay. I certainly wouldn't take the under. If I was setting the line, I'd probably put it at 27 and a half. Why? Because the Jags are probably going to be down. Sure. So then he's going to have to throw more. That's a fair point. So, But I would say you bringing that number up is interesting to me because I think that number would be where they want to be. Much like Minshew was in the first game, 19 for 20. Now, listen, they weren't trying to hide Minshew in that first game. They only ran 49 plays. Mm. I think it was. I think it was 49. Maybe it was 47. And so they didn't have a lot of plays. If they had run a normal 62, 63 plays, Minshew would have thrown it 27, 28 times most likely. But that's the way they want the temperature of the game to go, the flow of the game to go. They, they want to do that. They want to hand it to Robinson, give it a little bit to Chenault, give it a jet sweep to whoever else, mm. and get the ball in those guys' hands quickly. And then also, hey, you're going to have to throw it. It's third down. You might be behind a little bit. you got to throw it. But I would say anything under 30 is a win in the game plan for Jay Gruden and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just never thought I'd see the day that you don't want to see a player make it, Brent. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> be honest. Be honest. You have a Jake Luton allergy. And, and and then you ain't trying to and you ain't trying to see him shine. You're, you're trying to you're trying to see next year's draft picks. That's what you're trying to do right now. I'm rooting for the guy, man. I hope he does well. I'm rooting for the guy, but I don't know what I'm rooting for anymore. Man, be careful, man. All that looting's gonna make you a little puffy. You know, it's gonna make you feel a little queasy. Just saying. 
if you're in, come in. But if you're not, just stay on your side then. Is is uh like isn't everybody allergic to gluten now? That's what they tell you. Like what what is that exactly? Uh it was in a Joe Rogan podcast once, I can't remember. I mean it's basically like it's like the wheat stuff, you know, it's like carbs. Sugar, sugar and carbs. Yeah, sugar stuff, you know, right. sugars and it's carbs. Got sugar in there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like uh it leads to inflammation and stuff like that. But the people who have an allergy to it get sick. But it's just like a little bit like doesn't gluten now feel like the new like ADD? <laughs> Maybe. You know, like everybody yeah. got diagnosed like in the last 20 oh, years yeah. with ADD. Yeah, like, right? like all my friends. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't know about everybody. That. Yeah, I didn't. Thankfully. And then, by the way, Maybe it's a I should have. Yeah. But and I'm not saying gluten isn't a thing. Sure. But in the last like 10 years, well, everybody's <laughs> been diagnosed with a gluten yeah. allergy, well, it feels like. No, for sure. But there is people out there that actually get sick from eating gluten. I know. That's, that's, that's a real thing. But they found that out recently yeah. is my point. But that's kind of like where like the whole keto ketogenic thing yeah, came from, you know, where like if you eat carbs, that's like the gluten stuff. So if you're gluten-free, it's supposed to lead to better, you know, performance and all that. I don't know. I've, hey, got, a, I've got another I'll eat, question. I'll eat the, you know, what, I have some pasta. I don't care. I, mean, I love gluten. Do we have a political update? As Biden won Wisconsin, oh, oh, by the way. Are we talking about, I see Wisconsin. Listen, I need to follow a score. Yeah, what's what's the Patrick Mahomes hair thing doing? You're bragging about how many viewership. Yeah. Honestly, the only race I'm worried about right now is in Phoenix. Let's this go. Weekend. 113 votes. Yay, 52%. Nay, 48%. Call it off. That's it. We're good, guys. Let's go home. Did you say 52-48? Yeah, that's it. We're Constitutionally, good. I believe that applies for a recount. Nope, we're good. Let's go home. Hey, pack it up. Hey, listen, pack it up. We have until Friday to pack count it the up. votes. Nope, let's go. Pack it up. That's it. Hey, huge turnout, guys. Huge turnout. Let's pack it up. Let's go home. We won. I have, you, I have a political question for you. Do you guys know this answer? Uh, why, why are the the mail-in ballots? Mm-hmm. They might have said this, and I watched a lot of the coverage. But why are the mail-in ballots mostly Democratic votes? Like, why is that a thing? Like, have we become so divided as a country that? Only Republicans are going to go to the polls. Do all, <laughs> Democrats do wanna, are, are going to vote. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my philosophy? That doesn't mean two cents, but I'm just going to say it anyways. So, like, if you okay, so for instance, the Jaguars, they were preaching mail-in votes, right? Like, hey, you guys can register for the mail-in vote. So it seems like celebrities, sports teams, like people, people that are geared towards like the younger generations, were geared more towards the mail-in votes. Um, that's just kind of the way I think that the breakdown was. And I think the, the older crowds, who are maybe a little more conservative, um, they took it upon themselves to be like, hey, I'm going to go vote in person because I don't trust the whole mail-in thing. So I think you had a younger group of people that were influenced more by the Twitter stuff and by the celebrity stuff, the, all those endorsements that went to the mail-in. And you had the older people, the more maybe conservative people, once again, that went to the polls. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Does that I make guess, sense? I, did I, did I just nail that? Did I just nail that political question? Well, Stuart, what do you got? Here's what's interesting to me oh, on that. Good. Here's what's interesting cool. to me on that front. Like, you have to, like, mail it in, mail it in, right? Like, stamp and everything? Not necessarily. They do have drop-off boxes where you can just drop them off as oh, well. Oh, you dropped it off? Yeah, I dropped it off. Okay. Yep. In and out, man. I was going to say, because, like, this generation, have they even ever heard of a stamp? <laughs> no, you're like, like, It would fit the totally different I, narrative. Well, like, the older <laughs> folks, you would think, or, or maybe, like, a, you know, this group that would be... Not the young group. I'm not they would lie. be the mail-in people. I'm not going to lie. When I, when I got my ballot and I filled it out, my wife had to hold my hand through like the whole <laughs> ceiling process because the ceiling process was insane, man. There was a lot of stuff going on in the ceiling process, and you had to sign your name in a certain like spot, but I got it done. And I'll be honest, man. Maybe try it next time in four years. Maybe try the whole mail-in thing. They still have it because like, there's nothing more rewarding when you're standing in line and everyone's like, oh, are you a mail-in guy? I'm like, 
yes, ma'am. And I just walked by everybody else. Ah, I, I like the, you know, like the, the yeah. VIP pass in Wayne's World. There you go. Let me go see Alice Cooper. Yeah. And I'm flashing the <laughs> VIP pass. That was me at the, at the, at the polls, man. I'm like, oh, pardon me, pardon me. Mail-in vote coming through. BCB Ocho probably right here, right? He says they took COVID seriously as well as threats of violence at the polling locations. That's why I don't know about the violence part, but the COVID stuff has obviously been a political yeah. thing. Yeah. And so um, how much is a stamp these days? I haven't used one of those since like, like fifth cents grade, or something? man. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a, I wrote the Santa Claus once. That's about it, man. I've been using stamping forever. Fifty-five? Yeah. Oh, you think we got pen? What do we need stamps for? We've got pen pals. What are we doing with our lives? We got these bad boys. Hey, stamps. We'll see ya. We don't need you anymore, do you? Seriously. <laughs> By the way, I like going to the polling station. Steph had a good question. It's like when you put your thing, your your ballot in, and it reads it. Mm. Where does the sheet of paper go? Does it get shredded right there, or is it just boom, drop into like the bin, and now there's this huge bin, and you got to shred it later? Like they both looked right at me after that. Well, uh, probably hey, a bin. I'm a melon sure. guy. I don't know. Yeah, a bin. I'd bin. say a bin, and then you got to shred it later, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, the things we're curious about save, this well, process. Well, you got to save the hard copy in case you got to do a manual <laughs> We're asking the hard-hitting ah, questions. See, that's what I told her, Weber. That's what I said. These are the hard-hitting questions right now. I like it. And you don't have to put your name on it so they can't identify who you voted for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back at the All-31 Jags team. We'll explain. You want to be a part of it next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? <laughs> I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey. My thoughts on Sam are the same now as they were then. If Sam's an ultra-talented quarterback, I really can't say enough about his grit and his toughness. You know, ultimately, I've got to do a better job of, of putting talent around Sam, and we have to develop some kind of continuity. Is that uh, Douglas? Hey, hey, that's a good one. Good call. Don't tell me, Weber. <laughs> I didn't ask. You asked. I said, is that Douglas? Douglas. Yep. I got that one. Good call. I'll give it to you. I didn't really hear it, so I'll give it to you, though. So they kind of like... I forgot that was a game of miscommunication you guys played with Coos. My bad. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of the old staples on the show there, Stuart. You're going to learn. Hey, Weber, you tired of doing the show by now? Ten days in? Uh, knowing that it's a, it's a two-week stretch, I'm, I'm good. And then, you know, I'll be happy to come, come jump in from time to time. But, yeah. You've had enough. You just want to wash your hands of all this, huh? At times. Yeah. Moments. I'm excited about the, the Jaguars all 31, though, that we're about to do. Well, that's nice. He's not having fun anymore, Brent. He's done. The the, the whole shine's gone. He's gone in the tank. Yep. <laughs> he's tanking. He's throwing it. Yeah. Keep bringing the reliever. I feel like we got Jake Luton starting. Oh, wow. I feel like we got Mike Glennon starting, but okay. Weber's been very good. This is a problem in our business. Yeah. There's a problem. I yeah. don't know if this is like this in every business. Yeah. And maybe somebody else can shed some light on it. Yep. But the problem is in our business is like, especially when you're younger and Weber's not younger anymore, but, no. but you really, you say, Hey, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. And then you like, you're like, Hey, pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. I guess pretty good at it. Yeah. Pretty good at this. Pretty good at this. It's like, well, before you know it, you're doing it all. For sure. For right? sure. Because they're like, well, he can do this, 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 cool. and this, and this. So just have him do that, 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 and that. And then you get a little older and a little bit wiser. And you never want to be like this. But you're like, listen, 
Like, there are some things Weber will say, hey, I can teach you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, Weber, I don't want to know how to do that. Yeah, Like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to know how to do it. Yeah. Because then I'm going to have to do it. Sure. Or I'm going to do it a couple of times, and then I'm going to want more of it in the show, yeah. and then there I'm going to have to and do it because now the other guy can't do it, and I still want to be in. You're obsessed, and it takes over, and, yep, it's game over. So that's what happens in our business. Sure. Oh, well, let me say this. I'm sure that happens in a lot of people's business. But and, and I mean this with all due respect. And all due respect. Stuart Weber? past what are we on 10 days now day number 10 yeah he's been the brandon linder of the team right where he's kind of unsung hero like you don't i mean listen he, he has a comment every once in a while he, he flashes obviously but you know what guy doesn't make mistakes doesn't. like, like you, you don't watch Stuart Webber and be like oh, what was that what was oh man you got beat there has Stuart Webber been beat one time the past 10 days here on the probably, show probably but nobody's noticed exactly that's the key and that's the most important that part the key now i called your offensive lineman and that's a little insult where I come from. Well, he's put on a few LBs in the last well, well, I, I, few months. Boy, that's Brent Stewart. That was nothing had to do with <laughs> I'd like to think I'm more I'm of keeping, a tight end who can I, also block I'm right keeping, now. I'm keeping the weight out of it. That's Brent Martin, everybody. Uh, I'm just saying um, it's it's a thankless job, but you're doing a great job doing it. So thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You're welcome. That's me complimenting and not so much complimenting. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Brent thing. talked about your weight, so there you go. All right, let's get to the Jags All-31. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, I do want to push uh, ESPN690.com. Go ch- vote on our Athlete of the Week. Uh, make sure you do that. You have until Friday to do that. Got a big week of high school football, which Stuart will talk about here in a little bit. Uh, coming up tomorrow and Friday, so we'll talk more on high school football. But not just football players are on our Athlete of the Week. So go check it out, ESPN690.com. Uh, Menendez High School is represented, Lee High School represented, and Creekside represented uh, in uh, in a couple different sports. So uh, make sure you do that. Brought to you by Honda of the Avenues. All right, now let's go Jags. All 31 team, mm. which I've totally made up. I mean, I don't know if this is a, a shirt-worthy thing. I don't think so. It's, it doesn't feel that catchy. But um, <laughs> we're looking for a lot of different avenues here. We're, we're pretty desperate, that, I guess. That might be a little <laughs> bit of a reach. Jaguars All 31 team t-shirt? Yeah. Uh, so what does the Jaguars All 31 team sure. mean? I, we said at the top of the show, if you've been hanging around, but I can't assume that you were here with us about an hour and 15 minutes ago. Uh this is basically, I went up and down the rosters of every other team to find out if they had former Jags on them. Oof. Yeah. And what positions and how valuable those guys are and how the Jags let them go and what does that team look like. So if you make the all 31 Jags team, you could almost put an entire team together, offense, defense, specialists, mm-hmm. against like this current team. Correct. Now, you can't do it completely. You need to borrow or add some from the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I did not check practice squads. Okay. I did not do that. Oof. Now, well, unless they're all – well, actually, are the practice squad guys listed <clears> – I went, like, down the NFL list of players, right? So when I went tight end, I said, okay, I'm looking at all the players that I remember from the Jags. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I t- looked at every tight end in the league. What I'm not sure is if you're on a practice squad, you're actually on that list or not. Ooh. Um – so I, yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't think you I can't fully answer so that. To be fair, I don't think you're on that list. I think you have to be actually on the, the active roster to to be on that list. I, I do too, and so I'm sure there's some hidden guys. Which, by the way, I had to go outside the box to fill one of those positions, which we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Are we doing offensive linemen too? Well, yeah. But, oh, okay. They're on the team, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know how many they're okay. Well, you're going to be starting five for that. You're going to be very surprised. Okay. At, at some was. of these. Yeah. You're going to be very surprised. Okay. Okay, so let's do it. Uh, i got to find it on my computer. But we're going to go offensively. Okay. We won the most important position first. Yeah, we're going to go QB. Debate. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And what do you got for me? Do you know? Because you didn't make the list. I, I made the list. Yeah. So, but do you have? I mean, to me, it comes down to two guys, right? I mean, there's more guys, but I think it comes down <laughs> to Blaine Gabbert and uh, Blake Bortles. Nick Foles. See, he, he and Bortles technically is on a practice squad. But see, I counted Bortles, and that's fine. Um, I did too, actually. Oh man, see, I forgot. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. I I just try to wash my hands of Nick Foles and forget about him. What about Chad Henney? Chad Henney's oh, on the list. Wow, Stuart. Nicely done. Chad Henney's on the list. Yes. So, uh, so you've got, I think that's it, though. Now, listen, you might, like, guys. Brandon Allen might be on a roster somewhere. Yeah. But you you get the point, right? You get the point of what we're trying to so, do. So, you know who I'm going to take? And I'll probably get some some bad looks for this pick. I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. For the sole reason that he's been in a lot of different offenses and also the Tom Brady effect. Anytime a backup quarterback's play with Tom Brady, Usually they have success. I can't count on Blake Bortles. I definitely can't count on Nick Foles. Chad Henney, I think you know what you get with Chad Henney. I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. I rings. Think, I, you I, get rings with Chad I, Henney. I think you, you've still got to go. Foles is the best quarterback on this list, man. I mean, you can't go with Blaine Gabbert. It's just a fresh wound, though, man. It doesn't it's, matter. I Foles know. is winning games. He's starting quarterback Brent, right now for Chicago, Brent, and he's as good a Super Bowl MVP. Brent, this isn't deep, even a conversation. The Chicago Bears defense is helping him win games. I don't care. It's not a conversation. Okay. Blaine Gabbert's sitting there like this. On the sideline, <laughs> next to Tom Taking Brady, when, when, the when Daniel Jones throws a beautiful take touchdown it, pass. It's easy now with that Daniel Jones stuff. Uh, taking it all in. Taking in the greatness. Learning. Learning. Prodding. I th- I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you take him. Okay. Everybody else would take Nick Foles. Sure. All right. That uh, learning will help him when he's a QB coach in a few years. Well, let me yeah. ask you this one question, though. You talk about the dual threat kind of guy. Talk about the guy that can move. Nick Foles no. cannot do he that. Can't. Blaine Gabbert can do that. Don't, don't tell him he's not a mobile guy. I don't know. I haven't seen him play in five years. Okay, he's take it from me. He's mobile. Does he still have long hair? I have no idea. I always wonder about guys like Gabbard who stick this long, right? If he did get another chance to play twelve games, mm-hmm. would he be okay? Like he was, he had like a moment or two in Arizona, mm-hmm. but still, it's like he, he would play a game or two that's pretty good, and they're like, okay, well yeah. then there's the blame. Yeah, like you always show I'm up. You are who you are. The Tom Brady effect, he, I'm sure he's changed around his whole diet. Tom Brady's got him eating guacamole ice cream every single night. Like You never know what Blaine Gabbert. All right, running back. Leonard Fournette. Yes. Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Okay, but again, no, no, so you no, have yeah, two backs. Yeah, okay, okay, That's gotcha. all I got. Okay. Am I missing some? Yeldon? Oh, ten, Yeldon. Ten carries for 70 yards this year for Yeldon. I'm telling you, I'm not, I know I missed some guys, yeah. so this is why we're doing this. Yeah. But Yel- Yeldon's good call. Yep. So I had Leonard Fournette and T.J. Yeldon as like your third down back. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, so uh, here's part of this, right? The quarterbacks, you're like, Jags, fine. You can have them all. Yeah. Right? Bortles, uh, Brendan Allen, Foles, Gabbert, mm-hmm. whatever, Henny. We don't want them. Hyde, Fournette, Yeldon. Mm-hmm. Are you mad at all that they let any of them go? I mean, I think if you see Hyde's numbers, you're mad. But for whatever reason, it just did not work out in Jacksonville. Yeah. Right? So, like, I'm not mad about Hyde. Slept through Jaguars all-access. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're very adamant about that. <laughs> did, did you give, give, like, a stern text message? Or no. what would you say? Just get, oh, you, you NFL guys. You said that to me. Yeah. Ah, you NFL guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I wasn't there to pick you up. I've heard that many times. Many times in my life as well. And with TJ Yeldon, I, I like TJ Yeldon. You didn't want to see him go. I think the problem with TJ Yeldon, though, was when he was asked to be the guy, this wasn't his style. You know, the, the, he, he's a third down back. He's kind of playing out of spot here in Jacksonville. So I'm not mad to see T.J. Yeldon go, and I get why they let him go.
but at the same time, you should never expect him to be the bell cow of the team. Bottom line is, James Robinson's playing so well, you don't miss any one of these guys. And yeah. all three of these guys had bad moments in a Jags uniform. Yeah. Not just missing Jaguars all-access, by the way. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver. This is interesting, right? So you miss Allen Robinson. I, would, yeah. I, I said earlier this year, give me a GoFundMe account for Allen Robinson right now. I'll get him back here. Well, sorry, Alan. It's all right. We got to win yeah. a better quarterback situation for you. Uh, we love you, man. Fireplace, if you want him so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. If you need to stay with me, Alan, it's all right. <laughs> you know, hey, Rob, come on down. I want to see you and DJ Chark together and Lavisca Chanel. I, I, I'll bring you back, man. You have to sleep on the couch. Sounds, Whatever. Sounds delightful. Uh, after that, you're seeing Alan Lazard get off to the great start. He was on my list. Right? Yes. Marquise Lee opted out. Mm-hmm. Is Alan Hearns on a roster anymore? Is he still in it? I thought Down in he Miami. Wa- I know. I think he walked away. Let me it, look that up quick. But did he opted out? I think he yeah. opted out. I think he was an opt out guy. Uh, okay. Jadon Mickens, who's playing for Tampa. But let's be honest. I love Jadon's story. They said his name a lot in that game. Yeah. He, he, they threw. I, I bet he had eight targets in that game. Yeah. Um. But come on. I mean, mm-hmm. do you really miss? I mean, Jacks have better than Mickens. A Rob's the only return guy kicks and punts though. I know, but that doesn't even happen anymore in the NFL. Like, <laughs> just go like this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but A-Rob is the only guy you miss. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about Alan Lazard? Just because, listen, I mean, it's the Aaron Rodgers effect, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers can make any wide receiver great. I think Jags do you Twitter think got themselves in a frenzy over okay. Lazard. It's like, come on, guys. I I mean, do you think there's a sense of remorse, though, the fact that you see him now in Green Bay doing, well, he's doing okay. I mean, he has his ups and downs. Um, is there a sense of remorse? I don't feel it. Okay. I feel Lazard, to me, falls in the category of, one, I don't think he would be nearly as good as he was those first few weeks if he was here. Mm-hmm. Two, I think that happens in the NFL. Guys go here and there and end up a little better at a new place because maybe it fit better or whatever it is. And by the way, being with Aaron Rodgers fits better than being with anybody in Jacksonville so far. Okay? So that works. But I also look at what they have. And I'm like, hey, you know DJ Chark and and LaVisca and Conley even and Keelan Cole? Like, listen, Keelan Cole overall is at a better season than Alan Lazard. Mm -hmm. They're the same guy. Yeah. They're the same guy. They're undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. So you hit on one, you let one walk. So hey, would you rather have Lazard than Cole? Maybe some people would have week two, but not by now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the only answer is Allen Robinson. If that's if that's like that's not holding us back, I guess is my point, right? Uh, so now we've yeah. done quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and Allen Robinson's the only guy. I'm going to run through this a little quicker. Yeah. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis and Jeff Swain. Listen, Mercedes Lewis, they shouldn't have run out of here because they could use him from leadership standpoint. But outside Bingo. of that, production wise, they ain't missing a lot from from Mercedes. That's a little bit of a stretch, isn't it? No, it's definitely a stretch. But like you said, the leadership. I mean, like everybody in that Green Bay locker room loves him. The, the, the community loves him, and he's still um, a threat. He's still a liability in terms. Oh, I not say liability. He's a defense's liability in terms of run blocking. Yes, he's still good at that. Now I missed one, by the way. Who else? The most productive receiving tight end would be the Bell Dozer. Blake Bell, five catches for 71 yards this year with the Cowboys. <laughs> That's five for 71. I, I thought you were going to say last week. <laughs> five for 71. Yeah, I did miss that one, though. Thank you. <laughs> the bell dozer. Yeah, I, with all due respect to Mercedes Lewis, though, I love the leadership. I love what he brings to a team. But I look at this team right now. They can run the ball pretty well, right? Um, they're not obviously set the tight end position. 
But can Mercedes Lewis offer you that much more? Probably not. No, but again, the locker room guy that they shouldn't have let go when they did. Coughlin kind of ran him out of town too at that, and whoever else was involved with that. Mm -hmm. And it would have been cheap, and it would have been another stable voice in the locker room. They let him go too soon. It wouldn't have been a bad thing with this young football team. All right, offensive line. This is all I found, and I'm probably missing a guy or two. Kelvin Beecham, mm-hmm. Cedric Abuehi, Sam Young still playing. Is he with the? He's with Oak, uh, Las Vegas. Okay. And Patrick Omame's with Dang. Las Vegas. Sam Young was in my draft class. That was a guy Young I got to play still, with at the Senior Bowl. He's Notre still Dame. around. Notre Dame. That's insane. How about that? Patrick wow. Omame's playing for Las Vegas too. Or is yeah, on I the got roster. four more for you. You got more? You got uh, Chris Reed as a starting guard for the Panthers. Chris Reed. Wow. Is he really starting? Yeah, starting. Uh, speaking of starting, another guard, Eric Flowers with the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You got Wisniewski, who is a Steelers guy, but now he's on the IR. So there's your center in the O-line. By the way, Wisniewski has had a nice career since he left Jacksonville. That's a really good I one. forgot he was even here. No, he's, he's had a very good career since he left Jacksonville. Yeah. And another Buccaneer, Josh Wells, is a special teamer for the Bucks. Wells stuck. Uh, Wells, he's, he's a special teamer. A special uh, teamer. As an offensive lineman? You know, somebody's got to stand out there for, like, field goals and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So he's playing on that. Yeah. Yeah, the protection. He's not running down kickoffs, but (laughs) that'd be a sight. That's the only place he plays right now. So he's still around, uh, Josh Wells, too. Isn't it amazing some of those guys could stick in? Joko couldn't stay in the league. Without a doubt. Like, couldn't even stay in the league. Yeah, you thought he might have had a a resurgence in Seattle. Never amounted to anything, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, So, again... Their offensive line is not bad. I like their pieces. I'm not missing these guys. That surprised me. One guy you really miss is Allen Robinson. Yep. Out of their entire offense. Yep. Which shows you they've been pretty bad on offense. Let me ask this one question, though. Chris Thompson, TJ Elden. I'll be honest, I'd rather have Yeldon. I think he's a better player, productive-wise. But the garbage at the end of the year, that second half of the year in 18, yeah. was garbage. No, for and, sure. And, and it was bad. And I, uh, sometimes you got to get rid of those guys. And, and you feel like Chris Thompson's actually a pretty good locker room guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, better fit right now yeah. uh, than I would say uh, TJ Yeldon. All right, when we come back, the defense. It's going to be a little different. This goes a little bit different. A little more in depth. The Jags All-31 team next on ESPN 690. All right, we are doing the Jags All-31 team, so let's keep it up. We did the offense. I got a something for the specialist. Jason Myers still kicking in Seattle, right? The pretty good Pro Bowl guy. Literally and figuratively, still kicking. Yeah. Uh, Brian Anger, still kicking. So well, there's your uh, specialist you, guy. You're going to be a third-round pick in the draft and not last so pretty long here, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Tinker with the Giants, by the way. Someone's got to get them the ball. Tinker is with the Giants now. Is that a practice squad thing? Or is he actually on their active roster? Actually on the roster? Is he? Well, that's not. Overton's on a roster too. Overton's uh, in Tennessee, but I think that is a practice squad deal. Um, Overton, by the way, he just needs to play for Houston, I think, and he'll complete the AFC South. <laughs> and he's selling real estate. That's not a shameless plug for him. He's really? doing it up in Indianapolis. So, so or he's Indiana. planning on doing real estate. Yeah, you I got because he stayed working out. Yeah. Overton's a good guy. Uh, yeah, those long snappers, man. They, they're always good, man. good folks, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, well, why wouldn't you be a good folk? I mean, you don't have to really you, – you do some practicing, but let's be honest. Like, you're not in the trenches. Listen, if there's a job that you want your kid to grow up and do – Boom. There long it is. snapping? Yeah. 
is might be the greatest position in all of sports. Yep. Like they say the best position in all of sports is backup QB. Yeah. Hold the clipboard. Yep. Well, that's true. You you get a good salary and stuff, but you still had to get there. Yeah. Like you had to take some hits. You had to play some pretty good. Like that's a harder road. Yeah. And I'm not discrediting the long snapper position. Yeah. Because I have no idea how to do it. I don't even know what makes a good long snapper a good long snapper. Yeah. But it's a heck of a gig. Oh, I'm telling a gentleman by the name of Rob Davis. He's played for the Green Bay Packers. Rob Davis was a folk hero in terms of the long snapping community. Like, seriously, like every kid at a small school grew up long snapping because they thought, well, you know what? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't really have the skills to be an NFL player, but if I can just long snap, I can get to the next level and maybe be a Rob Davis one day. So shout out to Rob Davis. I think he's a coach right now in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. All right. All right. We got to get to our uh, all 31 defense. We did the offense, did the specialist. Now, here we go. You ready? Yep. Defensive end, Jan, Calais, Dante, there's even, like, the Chris Smiths of the world and Jabal Sheard. Why did they let him go? He maybe played the best game of any defensive lineman this year. You say Malik Jackson, too? Malik Jackson's on my list, but yeah. that's not defensive end. I've got him oh, as a defensive so, tackle. Okay, I got you. So stop the car. Sorry. You're jumping the gun here. My bad. Uh, but Jan Calais Dante. Yeah. I still don't think – obviously, Dante's a top three pick, so it doesn't work out. So that's shame on you because you like to build around him. That means you misfired. But others have misfired now, too, on Dante. Mm-hmm. Like, he's whatever in Atlanta, right? He signed a three-year, I think, 16-per-year yeah. deal. Uh, so, like, $48 million deal. And he was pretty good in L.A. for the one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he actually had two years out in L.A. He got traded there, and then he signed a one-year deal. So he's made some cash now in the NFL, Dante has. But you don't miss Dante. I really don't think you miss him. He has two sacks this season. Yeah, you don't miss Dante. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan and Calais. It's all right there. Yep. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Jan and Calais. I mean, one team that might be a Super Bowl contender favorite has them both. Yeah, yeah. Yep. (sighs) (laughs) Defensive tackle. Tyson Alualo. Yep. Listen, he's like a dozen years into his, well, a decade into his career. It's hard to keep a guy for a decade. Sure. But crazy enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers have kept him now for some six, seven years, and he might be playing the best football of his life. Now, he got dinged up a little bit last week, yeah. but he might be playing the best football of his life he is. Some a decade into his career. Playing nose tackle, by the way, too. Yeah. Playing a different position. Makes you wonder. I, mean, I guess you wouldn't have put him at nose tackle here in Jacksonville when you had pot roast, so that didn't make any sense. But it makes you wonder. Was he playing a little out of position, maybe? Yeah, interesting. Uh, Anku, uh, Carl Davis, yeah. those guys are on this list. Sheldon Day. I don't know how he's played. He got traded back to Indianapolis. Uh, no, he was with San Fran. Okay. traded back to Indianapolis. That's okay. his home state, I think. Uh, well, he played at Notre Dame. Uh, and then Malik Jackson. Yeah. And it, listen, he is I, from Indy. Yeah, I think they got what... I, I think what they got the best out of Malik Jackson. Is that fair? I know he's still playing for Philly, but... Yeah. Like, they got... Pro Bowl level Malik Jackson. Yeah, I think that you would say they they maxed Malik Jackson out. Like you um you squeezed every amount of value and return on him. So I agree. Like you know, I mean, he's still a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're not necessarily like you'd rather have Clayus Campbell. All right, yeah. I'm gonna blitz through this. Boye, you're okay with no Boye, right? Yep. He's been banged up a couple times this year. Ramsey obviously is Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, and this safety Tayshawn Gibson. I still think you'd be better off with Gibson. You cut him because of you. he was a cap casualty guy yep. anyway. Yep. Uh, Sip is in San Francisco. Who's your pull? Oh, I, I have uh, a pull, too. What do you got? 
I have a practice Linebacker, squad guy. Linebacker, by the way, the only guy I got is low. Oh, no, you're, 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 you're missing a safety who's got some good playing time. Who's Ready that? for this one? Yeah. Chris Banjo. Oh, Banjo. I was going to say Ronnie Harrison. We didn't even say him. Oh, yeah. That's because Brent Harrison. forgot all about him. He's not a big Ronnie Harrison guy. Yeah, one pick six. Yeah. Other than that, he hasn't done anything. Uh, Leroy Reynolds, you had all. Who else did you have? Kalit. Linebacker now? Kalitro. Kalitro with uh, the Broncos. I would have said John Latulale playing for the Jousters of the Spring Football League. <laughs> nice. He's on the field playing. Paul, that does not count. What is Brendan Marshall doing? Uh, he didn't. He, is he done? Or he opted out? Maybe he opted out. Nick so. DeLuca, New York Guardians, XFL. Very good. All right. So Jan Calais and Ramsey, maybe Gibson. Alualu's playing well. So about five players on sure. the All 31 Jags team. More on that in an hour to go on ESPN 690 next. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.